I just, I have to, I'm so freaking proud of myself because I'm being consistent. So I have to give myself another round of applause, okay? Welcome back to Single You, the podcast. This, of course, is episode two. My name is Rika. I am the single girl's life coach, and I help women discover their worth so that they can stop tying their identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. I did it for myself. And now, of course, I want to help you do it. Now, this episode comes from a speech that I did at a program called Bloom inside of a local church here. And I was asked by the woman who leads it. Um, Her niche is teens and like early 20s, so like 23, 24. But I was asked and invited by her to come and speak on how I discovered my calling because she knew that I was a life coach now and I had this story. So she wanted me to come tell that story to her teens, okay? Like, how did I discover my worth? How did I know that relationship was abusive? Um, How did I finally decide, oh, it's up to me to never allow a man to treat me like that again? You teach people how to treat you. And unfortunately... Even though it wasn't right, he wasn't right on what he did to me. I allowed it. And why did I? And that's what we're going to talk about coming up in this speech that I did. And, and it's called How I Discovered My Calling. And I named it that because that's what she asked me to do. And I want to say this. If I could, my dream is to get to the young girls. Yes, I want to help millennials. Okay? That's my niche right now. Millennials. I'm a millennial. I want to help us get out of that cycle of the dysfunctional relationships that we're in. Okay? But if I could start when you're 12, heck, nine, so that you never get into that cycle of the dysfunctional relationships, that is my dream. And I believe my dream will be fulfilled the more I have these conversations because relationships are so secretive and nobody's transparent, at least not enough for me, and wasn't enough for me when I was younger. We're moving in that direction. Speaking of millennials, I mean, man, we're focused on mental health and telling the truth and the truth will set you free. And Gen Z, I think, is uh, picking up that torch as well. But that's what I want to do. I believe I told you that. That's the purpose of Single You is to bring forth these conversations that you never had with your parents. And that's how we get into mess because you don't know what you don't know. And as Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. Okay, so that is my story. So let's get into me knowing and then doing better. Okay, here's the speech that I did at Bloom before COVID, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, It was Katie, right, that was singing? Where did she go? Uh, Give it up for Katie one more time. Good job. Good job, girl. Good job. Um, And actually, I I know we've prayed twice already, but I just want to pray one more time um, before I speak to you because I just want to make sure um, God is reaching you uh, through me, okay? So, um, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for allowing me to be in front of your precious daughters, God. I remember when I got out of my abusive relationship in 2017, you told me that you would use my story, God. And I believe that there's maybe one or two girls in here. You have me here for a reason, God, and I believe that I am supposed to pierce someone's heart, God. And you told me not to worry about what I will say and that you would give me the words, God. So I just ask that you use me as a vessel to speak to your daughters. Amen. 
So Emily's right. Uh, Becky introduced me uh, or, or told Emily about me, and we did meet for coffee. And let me unlock my computer so I can have all my notes. I got all the notes. And I don't know if we're going to get through it all, because um, Emily was like, you got 25 minutes. No, you're good I was like, how about two days? <laughs> um, so I just want to thank you. And um, Emily and I were talking, and there's, there's so much that's on my heart that I, I want to say. But she told me to talk about my purpose and how I discovered my calling. So that's what I'm going to do with you tonight, OK? So <clears throat> my hope is that everyone here, but especially the one, as you heard my prayer, that I'm supposed to speak to, I hope that you hear my voice tonight, OK? And so let's do it. Uh, I guess we can go to slide number two. Um, and now I was baptized twice. Um, I was baptized when I was like four months old. I was born in June of 1983, do the math. Um, and then October of 1983, my parents baptized me. Um, so I grew up in a Christian household. Um, Jesus was the center of uh, the household in my home. My parents have been married for uh, over 40 years. Um, so I had a great, great foundation, and we'll talk about that coming up as well. We can go ahead and go to the next slide. Don't laugh. That's me. <laughs> Do not laugh at the big old bangs, okay? My mom would not let me cut my hair when I was little. She would let me straighten it though, so if you see a difference, it's because I used to straighten and now I decided to do my natural curls. Uh, but I was born here, um, if you didn't know that. I was born at Cadillac, pretty much like everybody else. Um, my dad's from here, he went to Pasco High. Um, he would want me to say, go Bulldogs. <laughs> Even though I went to Camp Meridian High School because in 1986, my parents decided, we're going to Seattle. So I got to grow up on the west side. Um, but every summer, every three months or whatever, we would literally come here um, to visit my grandparents. Uh, my grandparents lived here until um, they passed away, rest in peace. And I remember when I was little, my dad would be like, all right, get in the car, we're going to Pasco. And until like high school, I thought it was just called Pasco. I didn't know it was called the Tri-Cities. I literally didn't know that. And I was like, oh, there's more cities, okay. Um, so anyway, I graduated high school. I went off to Washington, D.C., all the way over to Washington, D.C. to go to Howard University. Um, and I graduated Howard University um, in 2000, and, God, I'm old. When did I graduate? 2005. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't remember. Um, and I remember coming back here uh, while I was in school to do the ribbon cutting of uh, an elementary school called Virgie Robinson Elementary School in Pasco. Uh, and that school is named after my grandmother, literally my dad's mom. So that's pretty cool to have that, but it's a legacy that I'm like, oh my God, now I have to do something with my life. Um, <laughs> and so my history here isn't just radio. Um, I love to, uh, to tell more of the background of how I got here and stuff. And, so I've been here in the Tri-Cities, it'll be seven years in July, but I've actually been in radio for 16 years. Um, and I had a pretty cool life. Um, I guess we can go to the next slide. I've met a lot of celebrities, um, like Taylor Swift. I've actually met, uh, met her twice while I was in Indianapolis, Indiana. I've done radio there. I did radio there for, uh, I think, five years. Um, and my most favorite was, next slide, <laughs> when I interviewed Drake. Um, yeah, that was like uh, best I ever had, Drake. It says 2010 on there. See, that was 10 years ago. That's crazy. Um, that's, I went viral before I even knew what viral was uh, for interviewing Drake. And that's still on my YouTube channel. So if you want to go watch it, it's up there. There's a moment where he picks the eyelash off my face. I think I'm dead. I may be a ghost. May be a ghost. Because <laughs> Drake touched me. Um, so yeah, I was having a pretty, pretty, pretty cool life. The only thing I was missing, though, in retrospect, 
You can go to the next slide. I was missing a relationship with God. That's me again, my parents. Um, and they're actually here, but I told my parents they couldn't come because I was like, I gotta be really honest with these kids and I don't want you to think that I'm saying you guys are bad parents because they weren't. So anything that I say, I want you to know my parents, I had the best parents. But that generation, they're baby boomers. They didn't really have a lot of conversations about relationships and sex and um, what that means and what it means to wait for God and, and stuff like that. So, and it's awkward. I mean, who really likes to talk to their parents about, does anybody? No, exactly. <laughs> Crickets. Oh, Jesus, you do. Okay, That's, you're the only one. <laughs> I mean, it's, so I was the only girl too. You think me and my dad were like, so, the birds and the bees? Um, no, absolutely not. Uh, so my dad, uh, would always tell me, you keep your dress down and your drawers up, okay? So that literally, that was the only thing that my dad told me. Oh, my dad. Okay, and then my mom was like, well, you know, we wait uh, as Christians, so we wait until you get married, and uh, there you go. <laughs> Great, what does that mean? I don't, what is, mom, hello, mom, okay? So she didn't, again, my parents were not bad parents. It's just baby boomers did not have conversations like that, I believe. So I'm a millennial. I know a lot of people think millennials are like 12 for some reason, and I'm like, mm, millennials are like 25 to 38. I'm 36, if you didn't know. So we're really the ones lead, uh, char leading the charge with having um, uh, serious conversations and stuff like that. So unfortunately, because I saw a great relationship, but I didn't know how to get there, and I did not have a strong relationship with God. My parents would always say that, the most important thing for you to have is a relationship with God. But again, what does that mean? Dad, mom, what does that mean? Okay? So because I did not have that relationship with God, when I moved here, it was, like I said, it'll be seven years in July, I turned 30. And before that, like I said, I was in Washington, D.C., I was in Indianapolis, I've lived in New York, I've been all in these big cities, and when I was 28, everybody else was 28 with no kids and not married and blah, blah, blah. But then I moved to Tri-Cities, and I turned 30, and everybody had kids and everybody was married. And I was like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me, something's wrong with me, everybody's married here, everybody. So then, I began to rush and try to get into a relationship because the goal in life is to get married and have kids, right? That's the goal. At least that's what it looked like. Now, I'm not saying anybody told me that. My parents didn't even tell me that. But when you're surrounded by people who are married and have kids and then you come from a two-parent household, and I don't know divorce, honestly. Like, I got really blessed. I did. I got really lucky. I had a great, solid foundation. My aunts and uncles, everybody's married to the same people they were married to when I popped out of my mom. Great. But again, <laughs> nobody had a conversation with me, okay? So I fell into a relationship right around 2015, and I was so naive. <laughs> I thought that when a guy really like said he loved you, he meant it. I was like, oh, that's great. That feels good. So we're totally getting married. Okay, awesome. Um, so yeah, I got into <laughs> that relationship, and at that time, I didn't really know <clears throat> that men do lie, okay? Now, my friend Jesus and Eric are here. They're guys, they told me I can't uh, man bash, so I'm gonna be easy on the guys. But people lie, okay? Uh, men do lie, and when you get home, I want you to know, and I want you to look up, the definition of narcissist, love bombing, and gaslighting. 
that was the kind of relationship was I was in, and I didn't know until later what those things meant. And I'll give you an example. This man, oh, we can go to the next slide actually, because this is like one of my favorite scriptures now. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. That is exactly what happened to me. You are God's daughters. You are precious. You are rubies. You are pearls. You are diamonds. And a guy will tell you anything he needs to tell you to get anything he wants out of you. Okay? So I'm gonna give you an example. So yeah, I'm dating this guy, right? Whatever. Okay. So I have all these friends, because I'm I'm not shy. I don't know if you guys know that. I'm not shy, so I have a lot of friends. <laughs> and a lot of them are guys. Um, I have really good guy friends, I do. Um, and so, uh, in my, my abusive ex, that's what we have nicknamed him. We can call him a pig. I'm sorry, God, I don't mean to call your child that, but he was, you, okay. Uh, if the shoe fits. Um, I don't know what he's doing now. Listen, this is, we're four years removed. He may be better. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I had a guy friend. His name was Scott. He used to call me all the time and check up on me. I went to Howard University with him. And so I've known him since I was 18. And I had moved here, and now I'm 30, and we're still friends. And, you know, that's what happens. Like, if you have great friends, you stay friends forever. And he did not like the fact that we were friends. I remember one time he told me, um, and I just, sometimes I want to punch my old self in the face, um, because he was like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to call him and tell him you can't be friends with him anymore. And I did it. I did it. And I was like, sorry, Scott, my boyfriend says I can't be friends with you. Like I'm 12 and he's my dad. But I didn't know because back then I thought, well, you have to do these things to show that you love somebody. And so I thought that I had to do it. Because again, there was no conversations with me on what a healthy relationship looks like. So I thought that was it. Okay? So he isolated me. And I had to actually cut off a lot of friends. And I wasn't allowed to hang out with a lot of people. He actually didn't even like that, the fact that I was on the radio. He hated that. He hated the attention I got. And he would always tell me things like, oh, you're so sneaky. Oh, you a cheater. Oh, you this, you that, calling me everything but a child of God, okay? And he was supposed to be a Christian, so watch out for those as well, okay? So he's calling me all of these names. So again, in retrospect, now looking back, and that's why I want you to look up narcissism, love bombing, gaslighting when you get home. Know those definitions so you know the signs when they happen. So because in retrospect, he was saying all of that because guess who was cheating? Him. Guess who was sneaky? Him. Guess who was a liar? Him. Because hurt people hurt people. So wherever he learned that from, wherever his childhood was like or whatever, listen, he was hurting, I prayed for him. But he took it out on me. And I was in that relationship for two years, from 2015 to 2017. And I was in Atlanta, so it was a long distance relationship. He lived in Atlanta. And <laughs> I remember I went down there um, and uh, he broke up with me. He was like, yeah, I can't trust you, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like you're just sneaky. Okay, so he broke up with me, but thank God, like, I have always been like kind of financially responsible. So in that moment, it did hurt. And I cried and I cried, but in that moment, I was able to change my ticket. And, and I said, take me to the airport. Now, I'm crying, I'm like embarrassed. 
I remember, I think Katie just said, there's no room for shame. When I tell you, I felt shame. I was like, how could this happen to me? I come from a two-parent household. I'm a Christian girl. I'm a college educated. I got my own job. I got my own crib. I'm doing it. I-N-T-E-P-E-N-T-T. And I let a dude do this to me? Now let me tell you, that happened in July of 2017, and I'm on the radio, right? So I share my life because I'm a radio personality, blah, blah, blah. It took me like three months to share this story because I was so embarrassed. At that time, Fabian was my co-host, and I remember sometimes I'd be like, hey, I'll be right back during a commercial break, and I'd go in the bathroom and cry because it hurt so much again. You told me you loved me, though. We're supposed to be married. And I stayed because, again, conversations weren't had with me. But I didn't know my worth, okay? I didn't know that I was worthy regardless of my relationship status. Society doesn't get to tell me that I'm worthy. Oh, because now she got married. Yay, finally. She made it. Because I don't know if you notice, people who get married and have babies, those are the only ones that get parties. After you graduate from college, it's over. No party for you. I bought a house. My parents, of course, celebrated me, but that's it. Nobody threw me a party. But if I would have got married and had seven kids, I would have had a baby shower every year. Every year. People love celebrating people who get married and have kids. And listen, there's no knock on that. I'm just saying. I can understand why when you're 15 and you're 16 and you're 17 and you want to get married and have a baby so bad because everybody's getting parties. I want a party. <laughs> Celebrate me. We're human. That's what we want, right? I didn't understand that my worth was in God. And so in 2017, December of 2017, um, have you ever seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love? It's on Netflix now, right. <laughs> so uh, that was a woman, it was, she was a real life woman too. Anyway, she went on a year vacation or whatever. Okay, I didn't have, I'm not rich, I don't have a year, but I took a week and I went to Mexico by myself. And there were three questions I asked myself. Who does God say I am? Who do I say I am? And how do I want to live my life? Because guess who's not about to tell me that anymore? Y'all, society. If I don't want to get married, I don't have to. If I don't want to have kids, I don't have to. Okay, but this is what messes us up. Go to the next slide. That scripture, be fruitful and multiply, right? You guys heard it, huh? That's, this is what messes Christians up because if you don't have your own relationship with God and you don't read your Bible for yourself, you hear that and you think, oh, God wants me to have so many kids or I have to have kids because I'm a woman and we're supposed to repopulate the earth, right? But that's not really what that means. Be fruitful, let's see, there are nine fruits of the spirit. Do you guys know them? <laughs> Anybody know nine? Yep, there I see you counting. <laughs> so, fruitful, there are nine. Multiply those. Love, are you loving? Joy, are you joyous? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self, Control. I didn't have any self-control because a fine dude would tell me I was beautiful. I was like, yep. Hey, want to be my boyfriend? Because again, never had the conversations, right? And I was just giving my pearls to pigs. And they trampled. Okay, we can go to the next slide. <clears throat> so thank God that, again, I had really, really good parents. And yeah, a lot of conversations, deep conversations were had, but guess what they instilled in me? Now, God, the word, is not a liar, and that's exactly what happened. 
because my parents instilled in me, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. So again, in 2017, so I go to Mexico, right? It's Christmas too, my mom's so mad. <laughs> I'm sending her pictures on the beach on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, mom. It's me and Jesus, yay. Because seriously, I had to figure it out again. I was like, how did I get here? I did not know my worth. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who God said I was. Do you guys know Vashti in the Bible? You guys know Vashti? No? No? Mm -mm. I need to read your Bible. <laughs> so I read about all the women in the Bible. I read, seriously, I took this like pamphlet and I was like, I want to see which one I most like. Vashti was dope. She told her husband <laughs> that she wasn't coming out to the dinner party because she didn't want to be paraded around men. She's like, nah, I'm cool. What? I want to be her. <laughs> I want to be her. And everybody wants to be a Proverbs 31 woman, right? People, do you guys know what Proverbs 31 is? Y'all need to read your Bible. Who, what is happening today? Emily, where are the Bibles? We need to have Bible study right now. <laughs> Write that down. Go home and read what a Proverbs 31 woman is. Because it's so cute to Instagram. And I see so many girls doing that. Oh my God, I want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Do you even know what that is? She's about her life. She's about her business, okay? Now listen, I call my auntie who's a, uh, a pastor, so I'm not a PK, right, preacher's kid, but I'm a PN, a preacher's niece. So I was like, hey, people tell Lord, this church doesn't ask me to speak. I need to make sure that what I'm saying is biblical. Can we talk, okay? And she said that you need to tell those young ladies, stop worrying about these boys, okay? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Why are you looking? Why are you looking? If you're gonna be a Proverbs 31 woman, you need to be about your business. What, did you want, what do you want your life to look like in 10 years? And as you're on the treadmill of life, hey, I'm working, I got my coins. Okay, I got a house, I got a car. Maybe he'll see you and be like, oh, that's wife, oh, oh, and then he needs to be able to keep up with you. What are his fruits? Because the truest thing in life is you reap what you sow, right? So what is he sowing? What does his life look like? Let me tell you what, if I actually would have thought of that, my abusive ex would have never dated him. His life sucked. But I saw a sheep in wolf's clothing. And see, we as women, we're nurturers by nature, even if you don't have kids. I'm a dog mom now, so yeah. Um, but even if you don't have kids, we're nurturers. So you see a wounded dog, a wounded sheep, and you're like, oh my God, I need to take care of you. You poor thing, come on, come on. It is not your job to be a rehabilitation center for a man, period. He gotta get his own life together before he even thinks about knocking on your door. I want you to have that attitude. You know why you can have it? Because you're God's child. You are God's child. You are the rubies. You are the prize. You're the bag. Okay? I don't care if you have to write that on your mirror and say it to you every day. I did. I still have affirmations on my, um, on my door to remind myself of who I am and whose I am. Who does God say you are? I encourage you to read the stories of the Bible about all the women. Who does God say you are. If you want your Boaz, you gotta be Ruth. Who was Ruth? Who's Ruth? Anybody? Okay, where are the Bibles, Emily? <laughs> you don't know where 
up. I know, I'm just messing with you guys. But seriously, you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Don't let Christianity, don't let society, don't let religion, don't let your own mind tell you, I am worthy when a guy texts me, good morning, beautiful. I will now throw up in my mouth if a guy texts me that. Literally just did it last week. I said, do not call me that. Don't do it. You don't know, you know me for three days and you're already like, oh, hun, baby. Oh. I used to love that though. Sometimes it's fun when they call us cute, right? Oh my God, he said it was cute. What does his life look like? What's his credit score? He got kids? Mm -mm. Where he live? He got a job? Wait a minute. No, seriously, y'all need to be asking him questions. Look at his life. What is he reaping to sow? That's what it says in the Bible, right? Okay, we can go to the next slide. <laughs> so, <clears throat> my life literally changed tremendously once I started believing Jesus, period. Not just in Jesus, like, of course, okay, so I was a Christian, I told you I was baptized. So I always kind of knew God existed, but I always thought it was this thing in the sky. Like, oh yeah, it's fine, it's, he's, he's here, oh my God, I love God, thank you Jesus, da da da. But actually believing Jesus, do you believe his word, his promises for your life? Do you believe it? Do you even know what it is? So when I say relationship with God, that's what I mean now. So that's what I look now for in a guy too, because I used to be like, oh my God, so the kind of guy I want, he's gonna be six foot five, he's gonna be fine. And okay, he could believe in God too. Okay, but what does that mean? Do you have a relationship with God? What you doing? What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Do you think Jesus? Because the first thing I do is I turn on the sermon. It's either T.D. Jakes, Michael Todd, Stephen Furtick, Darius Daniels, somebody who's feeding the word into my brain. Faith comes by hearing. And you can have faith in the negative, so what are you listening to? To keep you steadfast and living for God, 10 toes down. So when the storm is happening, you're the eye of the storm and you got peace. Because God is peace. He's the prince of peace, literally. So the eye of the storm, if you know science, I think this is right. Um, the eye of the storm is the calmest. So if you know your word and you have that relationship, I literally talk to God. So it takes me about seven minutes to drive to work. So after, like, I'll listen to my sermons in the morning. I drive to work in silence. The first three minutes, I, like, praise God. Order my steps in your word, or whatever the prayer is. Like this morning, I was praying about you guys. All right, God, you told me, don't be worried about what I'm going to say. Give me the words, God. Da, da, da. And then I pray for other people. And then the last thing I do before I step into that building is give me grace, God. Because I have to entertain people every day, and I don't want to say something crazy. <laughs> so give me favor. Give me favor, God, as I walk into this building. Give me favor. So far, it's been working. What other radio personalities you know here? <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Okay. <laughs> All right, we can go to the, is there one more slide? Okay, yeah, so now my mission, because I have a relationship with God, so I'm a radio personality, I'm like a multi-hyphenate. Let me tell you something, my, <laughs> my mom's uh, brother, he's like 68, he was like, what does that mean? Multi-hyphenate, huh, what is that? And I was like, oh, I have like three jobs. They, the older people, blows their mind. Cause when they, they like have, they had like one job, they worked until they, you know, retired and that's it. But anyway, multi-hyphenate, radio personality, motivational speaker, and the single girl's life coach. 
Because again, as I told you, when I left that, when I got out of that relationship in 2017, I literally heard God. Now it doesn't happen often, but I heard him say, I will use this story. I will use it. I will use it. And so I really truly believe that God wants me to speak up for single women and to be a light. So we can go to the next slide. This is my mission. To be a light for women, to encourage, to be a positive example, to share my story, to show my strength despite my weaknesses, to allow God to use me. In doing so, I hope to inspire women to take control of their life. Life as a single woman can still be full of love and joy, and as long as you take the time to design it, you will be good. Now listen, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm against marriage, I'm not. But I have given up the idea of what I thought my life should be by now at 36. I have given up on looking for the guy, and I have just decided to give it all to God, one day at a time. And if God decides to gift me to a man, because I'm the gift, okay. <laughs> Listen, honey. Uh, so if God decides to gift me to a man, then so be it. But if God says, I need you to walk this life out as a single girl. I need you to be a light. Because I'll tell you what, when I was 12 or 15, never saw a 30-year-old woman who didn't have kids and wasn't married. So then when I hit 30, I was like, oh my God, something's wrong with me. Oh, and that's what will get you into those horrible relationships, listening to what God, uh, to God that, listening to what guys say to you and not God. Who cares if he tells you you're beautiful? Okay, God told me that this morning too, thanks. And actually God knows how many hairs that I have on my head, do you know? No, you don't, okay. So you can't love me more than that. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. There's nobody that will love you more than that. Focus on that relationship. And if you are meant to get married, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. Listen, again, I was talking to my Uncle Latanya, and she goes, and, I, and it's so funny because she, when I was at Howard in Washington, D.C., my Aunt Latanya lives in Maryland. So I would go to church on Sundays, and I remember her preaching this sermon about singleness, and she said, that some people do have grace to be single. Marriage is not for everybody. It's not a biblical thing. In fact, Paul wrote, it is better to be single. You guys know who Paul is, right? Emily, I was like, oh girl, you know what I'm gonna say, bring the Bibles, bring the Bible. And listen, when I was your age, I did not know that that was in the Bible. Again, I thought, oh, good Christian people, we get married and have kids. But if Paul wrote, he wrote most of the Bible, if he wrote, it is better to be single, it is for a reason. But we so worried about be fruitful and multiply. It is bad for men to be alone, or it's not good for man to be alone. Those are the scriptures that mess us up as single people. So there must, God must be upset with me because I'm not married yet. Wrong. It is fine. Either or is fine. But let God decide that for your life, not you, because you will mess up. And go to the next slide. So that is how I found my purpose. Unfortunately, <laughs> heartbreak had to bring me to that purpose, and I don't wish that on anybody. But there are reasons why we do go through things, and I read a book called The Purpose Driven Life. Has anybody read that book? Yeah. And in it, Rick Warren, I'm so mad because I actually meant to bring it. 
In that book, Rick Warren said, your biggest shame, your biggest regret, will be the story that helps people. So that's what I'm doing. So listen, if you don't know your purpose yet, I didn't know at your age, right? I didn't figure that out till 32, 34, but I also wasn't focusing on my relationship with God. So I want you to focus on designing your life. Where do you want to be in 10 years? I know you're like, oh my God, that's so far. No, it's not. How am I going to be fit? I don't know. Because time is like that. In a moment, you are 40. Seriously. I mean, think about how old you are now. How'd you get to 17, 18? You're like, oh my God, I was six. What? <laughs> you will be 40 in a moment. Figure out where you want to be. So as you're doing that and working the commandments, there are 10. Do you know your commandments? <laughs> Focus on that. Focus on your cultivating friendships. Because the Bible is true. It's not good for a man to be alone, but that doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. Do you have a true friendship? Somebody who truly sees you, who you can be honest with and have these kinds of conversations with. That's what I started focusing on. After I took my solo trip to Mexico, I was like, yo, I got a lot of friends I do, but a lot of them didn't see me. I actually hid that abusive relationship from everybody. I was good at hiding. I don't even know where that came from. I was like, I am great at hiding the seek. This is amazing. <laughs> it wasn't. So focus on that and the fruits of the spirit. So I just want to end on this because this is my time. Again, you will hear me say this over and over and over and over again. Singleness is not a punishment. You are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Single is an option as well. Your worth is not determined by a good morning beautiful text from a boy. Who are you? That's how I'm going to say the boys in my DMs now. I'll be like, who is this? Who are you? Because you're a girl, trust me. There's going to be a lot of guys coming after you. And you're going to have to have discernment. Guard your heart. And the way you do that is by putting your face in the Bible. The word is the armor of God. And the more you read it, the more armor you put up. And you can beat those Goliaths and all of that. But you've got to have that relationship with God, okay? All right, and then I think there's one more slide maybe. Yeah, that's it. So um, if you guys ever want to connect with me, you can hit me up on Instagram. Um, if you want to, you can slide into my DMs. Um, just remind me of who you are and like how we met, because I may be like, who is this? Um, and um, yeah, so if you guys have any questions now, I know Emily, we, you wanted to do like a Q&A. So did that make sense to you guys? Did you guys? Okay. So now to guys, you're going to be like, who are you? You ain't got the answer, sweaty. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any questions? Don't be shy. Oh yeah, come on, we're girlfriends, what? How are you so amazing? Oh, what? <laughs> what was that you in the yellow? Uh, I am not amazing. <laughs> I just, I believe that I'm just doing what God has asked me to do. Um, so if that's coming off as amazing. <laughs> I'm still a sinner. I'm still falling short of the glory of God. We all have. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad you see that. It's awesome. Oh, I have a feeling you guys aren't shy when I'm not here. <laughs> if I wasn't here, you guys would be cackling and all that, huh? <laughs> and was like, yep. <laughs> Do you have a favorite story? from the Bible, from all the women that you read through? Ooh. 
I think it might be the woman um, with the issue of blood, only because the determination to just touch Jesus's garment. It wasn't even, I, it wasn't even, I gotta talk to him. Da, da, da. She just knew like if I touched him, I would be healed. And he was surrounded by people. And she was like, if I could just touch him, I could just be in his presence, I would be healed. And I gotta tell you in 2017, that's how I felt. If I could just figure out what God says about me, I could turn this around. So, good question. Yeah, and I might have said that because I think T.D. Jakes was talking about her this morning, so that was the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you faced discrimination in your industry in being a woman? And if so, how have you dealt with that? No, I got really lucky. Mm-mm. I got really lucky. Um, being here now, my boss in Indianapolis, that was working for the devil. Um, so that was interesting, because uh, I think he was actually racist as well. Um, but uh, the interesting about the interesting thing, even though then I didn't have the deepest and truest relationship with God, I knew that I was going to get fired literally a day before I got fired. I was like, no, I'm about to get fired. Cool. <laughs> like, I was fine. Because um, at that point, I had already been there five years. The boss that hired me got fired. Like, everybody got fired. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was really interesting. Um, and I just, I pretty much handled it with grace. Like, he fired me, and I said, and I stood up, and I said, thank you. And shook his hand and walked out the door, and I called my mom. I was like, mom, guess what? I got fired. <laughs> I celebrated because I just knew, like, this ain't it. Mm -mm. I had something else coming for me, and now I'm here, so. Yay, yay, yeah. Yes, ma'am, and I'm gonna grab some water as you ask. Go ahead. Can you tell us more about the single life coach? Yes, so uh, what I created um, is an online community for single women, of single women, by a single woman, that's me. Um, and <laughs> that, that is where we have these conversations um, about life and dating. Um, now that online community is 18 and up, but um, because what I have found is a lot of women have my same story, that their parents, now listen, I got lucky because I, I grew up in a two-parent household, like that's rare, um, so I got lucky, but what about the girls who didn't even have that? And they definitely didn't have conversations about dating. I mean, the last conversation, so it's an online community, like I said, it's twice a month, we have live conversations on this app called Zoom, so we see each other, it's like a video conference, whatever. The last conversation we had with a guy, and he was telling us all the uh, tricks that guys use on us, it was great. Um, and one of my girls started crying, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but she realized all of the things that he was saying was done on her by men. And she was just so, she was, it was like sad because it was a realization, but also happy, like now I know. Like this, these are the conversations I needed to have. Um, and coming up on the 27th is our next one, and we're actually gonna talk about how to make a guy wait. Because that is a lot. I get that question a lot. So, yeah. So if you're interested, let me know. Okay, yeah. yeah. So not in a way, when I ask this, it's gonna kind of sound like counterintuitive, but because it's not like looking for a guy, but like what are you looking for from God to know, like if someone, if you're being approached by someone or you think it could be a good relationship, 
what are you looking for from God instead of from the guy tonight? Oh, I told God he's gonna have to part the sky, <laughs> calm down, grab his hand and say, daughter, I made him for you, isn't he nice? <laughs> he's gonna parade him around like he paraded Eve around uh, for Adam. Um, so that is a great question. Um, and still working on that, but I will say I'm definitely getting better at uh, my discernment and seeing red flags. Just had a guy ask for my number Friday. He's not from here, he's from Hawaii, and he was like, okay, oh, that's my weakness, right? Um, but I knew in three days, I was like, yeah, this ain't it. Because he was super sexual, and I was like, <laughs> oh, you thought, you tried it, that's cute. No, haven't heard from him in a week and a half. Literally told him, oh, you're not gonna be, we can build a friendship. Um, so actually, that's my answer is a guy who truly wants to build a friendship with you first. It should not be about all that other. That's why I don't, don't tell me I'm beautiful. Okay, we know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't need to hear that. For, I don't want a guy with a lustful um, eye or heart. I don't want a guy with a lustful eye. So I don't want, you don't need to say anything about, obviously you asked for my number. Duh. Like, I know you think I'm cute. You know what I mean? Not, if I was ugly, you wouldn't be like, oh, can I have your number? Like, you know. So I would say um, look for that. And the most important thing that you can build first with a guy uh, is a friendship. And then that way you can see what is he reaping and sowing and what does his um, fruit look like? You know what I mean? What does his fig tree look like? Is it dead? Is it alive? So again, that means credit score. Does he get angry? So, like, no, I'm serious. Um, dead serious. <laughs> dead. Dead serious. Check the credit score, okay? Um, but uh, seeing, oh, now I forgot where I was going with that. Um, seeing what his, oh yeah, it, um, he needs to be uh, slow to anger. That's in the Bible as well. That's why reading your Bible helps because then you can write this out like, okay, so I want a guy who's slow to anger. My abusive relationship, I, he, a leaf would fall, he would get upset. He'd be like, oh my God, I just did Like, I mean, he would be mad to the waiter. He would be, again, I want to punch my old self in the face, but there's that. So knowing what the word says about uh, just a good person, those are the characteristics that you want. And then what do you want? And does he have that? So, but again, you shouldn't really be looking, but just have your list, because I have a list of like 87,000 things. <laughs> uh, so then when he comes, you will recognize him. Um, that's a funny story, because when I went to Howard, I did not know, I thought I was going to be an actress, and I was like, I'm going to be Halle Berry. Do you guys know who Halle Berry is? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, she was an actress, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be Halle Berry, because my mom had me in dance and tap and acting since I was little. Obviously, I have too much energy, so she was like, oh my god, I don't know what to do with her. Um, so I thought I was going to be an actress, and then I got there, and then my sophomore year, my friend uh, Kyle was like, Oh my God, you talk a lot. You should be on the radio. And I was like, what is, okay. Because I, I listened to the radio growing up, but I didn't know that was like a job. So then at Howard, you auditioned for everything. And so I auditioned and I got that job. The guy, Scott, that I was talking about earlier in the story, the one that I had to like break up with, we're friends now though. Um, he actually gave me my first radio job. Um, and he said he hired me. He was like, yeah, I just hired you because he was cute. I don't know, it worked out, okay. <laughs> so that was my first because at Howard University, it's a real radio station. It's just student-run. So, um, yeah, so that's how I started. And then 
before I graduated Howard, I got my job at Kiss FM in Seattle. So before I even graduated, I knew that I had a radio job. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then I just kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Yes. You gotta learn. You gotta learn. You have to learn. Um, in fact, DM me, I'll send you Oprah's quote that's on my uh, vision board in my house about what she says about saying no. You are allowed to. So this is what happens, right? You feel bad. You're like, I'm not a good person if I say no, right? Yeah, you still are. <laughs> I mean, it does, you know what I mean? Like, you saying no to me or a guy or whatever does not make you a bad person, even if they think you are. What do you think about you? Are you a good person? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's why you gotta get in your word because what you think about you matters more. Remember, nobody liked Jesus. They killed him. Nobody liked you. They didn't like Jesus. They didn't like Martin Luther King. They didn't like whatever. You know what I mean? So you gotta know and be firm in who you are to where when you say no, just like the guy that was trying to do whatever with me, and I had to tell him no too. Like I'm cool. He was cute though. Dang it. <laughs> so, yeah, you just practice in the mirror. No, no, no is the same word in every language, and it's a full sentence. So, yeah. These are good questions. Got them to open up. <laughs> One like two months ago called me an ice queen. I was so confused. He was like, he's like, oh my god, and it was like a different country. And he was like, oh my god, some some, you're such an ice queen. And I, I normally I leave dudes on read or I'll just delete it because my Instagram you can delete without even uh, showing that you've seen it. But I had to ask what that was. I was like, oh, I'm so confused. I need to know. And he's like, oh, that means pretty girl. <laughs> I was like, delete. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I've. I've I've literally heard everything. There is nothing a guy to, that there's nothing a guy can tell me today that I've never that I've never heard. I've even heard, oh God sent me to you. And I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> like I just don't. I, God will give you the desires of your heart, right? Like a guy that God sends to me is not going to talk to me like that because God's going to be like, no, this one's tough. <laughs> you go out to talk about Jordans or something. <laughs> no, telling you love Will Smith. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I've heard it all. Is it a Oh, so you're in a situationship. No. God is not a God of confusion. Period. Dot. If a man wants you, you will know. Period. There will be no confusion. My dad literally saw my mom in a club and was like, yep. <laughs> and called all his other girls he was talking to. Yeah, so we're not going to be able to go out on Tuesday. I don't met a girl. Like, my, my aunt, my Uncle Tanya, says that my dad came home that night and woke her up and was like, I met my wife. I met my wife. And there we are, 40 years later, three kids, and my parents are still married. So you will not be confused. Don't let a boy tell you he's confused. And if he does say, listen, I don't know, okay, be his friend or not. But do not be his girlfriend and don't give him anything that you will regret. There is no girl on this earth that goes, ah, oh, wish I would have started having sex sooner. Man, no girl ever says that. Trust me, none. Do not give him those pearls, girl. He will trouble your heart. 
Yes. So my parents don't really believe in having guy friends. Okay. And because, like they say like guard your heart and stuff, but I've always felt like you can be friends with guys without like crossing a line. Like they just don't want me to invest too much time into guys and not enough time into girls. And so because of that, I don't really make friendships with guys. I've had the same two guy friends for like three years. So. Oh, and you're like, and you guys suck. I need other guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, it's like I want to hang out and get to know you more because I've known you for a long time. Yeah. My parents don't really like that. How old are you? 16. Okay. So unfortunately, you do have to follow their rules for right now. Yeah. I'm just going to figure it out. No, you can have, you can have, for, I have, uh, like I said, I. My best, I was in my guy best friend's wedding on his side. I was the only girl, I was like in a tux and everything. Like, so, but I literally had known him since I was 12. We went to Howard together and everything, but then he got married. So now our friendship is not the same, it's different. So now it's like when I hang out with him, it's with him and his wife, which is fine. Um, so it'll go through stages. And since you are a girl, it, it sometimes it is hard for a guy to not cross the line or not, you know, sometimes, but you have to know your boundaries. And if they are your friend, they will respect that or they will leave. So I, yeah, you can, yep, you can have guy friends. Jesus is here. Eric is here. They're my friends. <laughs> Eric is married. Jesus has it. But, you know, um, and my best friend Tony is a guy. Um, I talked to him like once a week. He lives in Indianapolis. Um, so I have guy friends, but there are boundaries, and they're clear. At least I think they are. For me, they are. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, ma'am. To you, what is taking a break? Is it just a nice way of saying, like, It's over. Again? Yeah. Again, God is not a God of confusion. So, if he says that, okay, I have a great break. <laughs> it's going to be amazing for you and you move on. Now, I'm not saying that maybe two years later he comes back and he's like, I had to get myself together or whatever, da, da, da. but don't wait for him. Don't wait, you keep living your life. Again, Proverbs 31, I want you guys to go home and read that. A Proverbs 31 woman, you keep moving. And if he comes back, then again, you see what kind of guy he is, what is he reaping, blah, blah, blah. But do you don't, don't ever let somebody save you for later. You are not a leftover. <laughs> okay, you are the main course. <laughs> I want you to write that on your mirror. I'm the main course. I am a steak well done. <laughs> With barbecue sauce. Yes. <laughs> That's got good questions. I love it. Well, before we give away the box, did everybody go enter to win the Happily Single Inspiration box? If you haven't entered to win that, please go do that, and then we'll do the drawing here. And also take a pamphlet home so you have all of my contact information. You are more than welcome to reach out to me. Just remind me of how I know you. Those girls had some great questions, didn't they? I was so proud of them when they started opening up. They finally realized, oh, we can ask them some real questions. Okay. Let me start talking to her. And I hope you feel that way as well. Like, I want to be your homegirl in your head. And as you're listening to Single You, the podcast, I hope that you're taking notes. In fact, bring a notebook every Thursday with your coffee, tea, whatever time you're listening to this. Maybe it's 6 a.m. every Thursday. So you got your coffee. But I want you to take notes because what's coming up for you? I know something did. And I know you're like, ooh, that was a good point or I should have wrote that down. 
So bring your notebook because I want you to write it down so you can remember. Because here's the deal. I've had a lot of women tell me that I'm that I'm inspiring and that I've, I've inspired them. But then I see them out or on social media and they're still in these dysfunctional relationships. So what's the point of being inspired if you're not actually going to make the change? That's like watching Shanti or some other bodybuilder or whatever. You're like, I'm so inspired. But you don't pick up weights and you expect to lose weight. You cannot expect change by just being inspired by me. In fact, the women that are in single you, I always tell them this isn't a do-to process. This is a do-with. I'm here to hold your hand. Okay, so let's say you're drowning. And I extend my hand and I say, if you never want to be treated like trash again by men, all you got to do is grab my hand. And you don't grab it. What's the point? You want change. You never want to be treated like that again by a man or anybody. You want to learn how to set boundaries because, again, inspiration is great and it's easy to say, girl, you can't wear a crown with your head down. You a queen. You are worth it. You got it. It's so easy to say those words. They're cute. Happily single. But if there's no um, execution behind those words, you're never going to change. And maybe you don't know what the execution is. That's what single you is. It gives you the tips and tricks and helps you discover yourself. Huh. I just hope you're inspired, girlfriend. I'm going to stop talking. Don't forget, please like, comment, rate this podcast, share. If something resonated with you, send it to your girlfriend. Send it to your sister. Whoever came up in your mind, like, they need to hear this. Send it to them. It helps this podcast. It helps my small business. You know, word of mouth is golden, and it's free for you to do. So please do that. And reach out to me if you need to. My name is Rika, of course, the single girl's life coach, and I help women discover their worth so that you, baby girl, can stop tying your identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. And I believe that that's what single you does for women. I think that it, the biggest thing I've gotten from it is personal accountability. Mm. Um, you know, you're there. I know you're there. I know that if I needed you, you would be there. Um, but it's taking that extra step for myself to say, I'm worth the extra time that I'm spending on myself. I'm worth being upset for a day to deal with whatever issue I have. Um, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that things aren't always gonna be rainbows and sunshine, but at the end of the day, I've done the work. At the end of the day, I still feel happy, even if I've had a horrible day, um, because I know that I've actually stood up for myself. I know that I've actually put the work in to myself, and I feel good about that. I feel good at where I'm at. Uh, I know, I, I still, I mean, there's so many things I still want to propel forward and continue. Of course. Of course. But, no, and as I always say, it, we're never going to be perfect, but the striving for is sexy. Like, look yeah. at you go, girl. Look where you are. I, I, I feel like you. it's given me my power back. Like, it's given me, it's given me something that I've been missing for many years. Um, I was very determined when I was young. Um, and I just allowed small compromises to turn me into the person I had become. Uh, I just didn't realize that small compromises then lead to bigger compromises that lead to bigger compromises that you eventually don't really realize who you had become. Yeah. 
And then you don't like yourself. And then I didn't like myself. I didn't like what I looked like. I didn't like what I felt like. And I still don't really care what I look like just because I have gained a ton of weight. I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. But at the end of the day, I still look at myself and say, it's okay. I still like myself. Yeah. I like Yeah. I, I'm becoming and I'm okay with it. It's just another piece I have to work on. Yeah, and that's where I want everybody to be. Just be happy in the present. You know what you gotta do to lose weight if that's really what you wanna do. If you don't, okay. As long as yeah. Ellen is happy with it, that's what I care about. I don't care that um, Ellen thinks about what a guy thinks about her. I don't care Correct. if Ellen's like, oh, what, what is Rika gonna think of me? What does Ellen think of Ellen? And I'm Correct. so glad we have pulled that out of you, girl. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I still have those days. I yeah, still have those I'm like, Oh my God, somebody call me pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And let's be honest, that feels good. Listen, if Will Smith today told me I was beautiful or another fine guy, that that is a human thing. That is never going to be out of us. But it's just holding weight onto that, that you need yeah. that. You have your will. have my L-O-P-J, so. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let me find out. <laughs> I love that. I love L-O-P-J as well, too.